Deutsche Welle. Lani by ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Hello. Hello everybody. Today in our globalization series we are going to talk about cities which are expanding which are practically exploding as people come out of the countryside in search of jobs and opportunities as a result the existing infrastructures are under more and more pressure slums and shanty towns are growing and the living conditions are getting worse and worse we are heading for lagos the biggest city in nigeria with a population of 10 to 13 million people where we are going to meet a young farmer who's realizing his dream so fasten your seat belts and let's get going akin benro is 20 years old His love of big cities drove him to give up his life as a farmer. He left his village and came to Lagos, 300 kilometers away. Lots of young people are attracted to the Lagos dream. They are sure that a better life awaits them in the city. I came to Lagos to just come and find job to do. I have to leave the village because there is no job in the village. In the village I'm doing farming. I was planting cassava. Farming is not good to me to do because there is no gain. The reason why that I came Lagos, one of my friend came to Lagos and make a lot of money. That is why I came Lagos. King Ben Rodin go to school and all he ever learned was how to farm. So when he arrived in the city, he did the same as most of the young people in his position. When I came to Lagos, I became a motorcycle rider. This is my uh, motorcycle. It didn't take King Ben Rodin long to become disenchanted. I'm making money as a motorcycle rider. The kind of money that I expecting to make as a motorcycle rider, I've not make it in Lagos. I'm disappointed. I've not make the kind of money. I normally see uh, accident of a motorcycle is very is risk to do. Uh, when I'm in village. I won't take all this risk because I want to make money. Before Lagos, Akim had never stepped foot in a big city. When he first arrived, he was in shock. There is a lot of crime in Lagos, but in the village there is not like that. The crime in Lagos make me afraid. You know, in village there is no uh, any police. Cashing person put put it inside motor, carry into the police station without no any offence. But in the Lagos, police have harassed me several times. But in the village, police police has never harassed me. In the village, the former farmer didn't have to go shopping, but the city dweller has to go to the market. I've come to the markets to buy foods like fish and meat and rice beans. In Lagos, we are spending a lot of money for food. In village, 
uh, food is not expensive in village. In the evening, Akin goes back to Makoko, a shanty town on the edge of Lagos. Most of the houses on stilts seem to be floating on the lagoon. It's great to go home by boat. But remember, it's not really a residential area. If they could, the people would leave the shanty towns. People here are living on top of water because the houses are cheap. The houses on top of water, they are not confident because they have no light and then they have no water. They are uh, made of plywood, steel and so many things. Moawe is a small town between Lagos and Ibadan City. This is where Solomon Israel lives with his three brothers. They all share a small room just next to the motorway which crosses through the villages. We decided to find ourselves here at Moawe, here, Moawe village here, because this is where we can have house and this is where we can stay. We don't have anywhere, we don't have any relative in Lagos. Definitely if I see a job here, I will know that I have a home. When it's uh, at the end of the job, I will now come down to my house and stay. But in Lagos, I don't have a house and I will be looking for work. Even though I see the work, where will I stay? That is a problem in Lagos. Mostly, you have to have where to stay so that you can't work. Solomon knows many young people who, like him, are about 20 and have few prospects of finding a job. Some of them take the criminal path, falling victim to dubious contacts. But Solomon is happy about his life outside the city. Life here is calm, it's humble. You, you feel happy. You don't stress yourself. This is a quiet place and I can see some love here. The thing I like in my time is to have peace, freedom. Yeah, so that's the only thing I need as my time. Have peace of mind. A King Benro would never swap with Solomon. Nothing can compare to the social life in big cities. Life in Lagos is good because in Lagos I like their character and then the way that they used to dress, go out, play along the street. Or meet up in the bars. This is the place where I come to relax after working. I normally come here with my friends. When we come here, we take drinks. In the village, we don't have anything like this. The flux of young people leaving the countryside to come to the cities is worrying the Nigerian government. It says the urban infrastructures are under too much pressure. But the bigger problem is that agriculture is being neglected because young people like Aking Benro are leaving their fields. Does Lagos have the biggest shanty town in the world? No. That's in Nairobi in Kenya, where 1.4 million people live in shanty towns, 60% of the city's population. So there are shanty towns all over the world? Yes, on every continent, but mainly in developing countries. 
The United Nations claims there are over a billion people living in shanty towns and slums. If nothing changes, there will be two billion in 30 years. But why are the figures increasing, although people are aware of the problems? In a nutshell, there are three main reasons. The death rate is going down, so there are more people on the planet. And then there are people such as Akim who are leaving the countryside. And finally, globalization, which the United Nations says enables a poor country to develop, but also widens the gap between the rich and the poor. What can be done to improve the living conditions in these shanty towns so the inhabitants can have electricity, water, roads, and better sanitation? Well. The problem is that these huge shanty towns are unofficial. The people who live there don't own their houses, nor do they rent them, and the buildings themselves are usually illegal. So there's no help for them. It's difficult. However, the world's leaders have committed themselves to improving the living conditions of at least 100 million slum dwellers before the year 2020. <laughs> That's all for today from us at Learning by Ear. Thank you for listening to this program about globalization, rural exodus, and the consequences of urbanization. A Deutsche Welle program produced by Sam Olukoya and Jan Duron. To find out more or to listen to the program again, go to our website at www.dw-world.de/lbe. Goodbye for now and don't forget to tune in next time.